0: Hi everybody, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the work that they do. Today, my special guest today is Shirley Ng Benitez, who is a children's book author and illustrator with over 30 books um, to her credit. And she recently signed a author illustrator uh, deal with Quiltree Books. Um, That book will be out in
1: 2024. Um, Hi, Shirley, how you doing today? Hi, Nancy. It's so wonderful to be with you. I'm I'm doing fine. Thank you. Hope you're well too.
0: Well, this is an honor because uh, Shirley is just accomplished. Uh, because oh yeah, because you did the logo design recently for Aaron <laughs> Murphy Literary Design. I mean, you're like on fire. You're like uh, just oh, all the work it. that you do. I'm just like, does she ever sleep? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> no, that was a. I was telling Erin that that was a, a an absolute highlight of my entire career to to have the honor of illustrate or of, of designing that logo. I'm and I'm just so pleased that she likes it and that you all seem to like it too. So, I'm very pleased. Yeah, yeah. I'm very honored. It, well, it's beautiful,
0: and I just love how it encapsulates what Erin Murphy Literary is about. Oh, <laughs> and... Thank you welcome and it's it's just such a beautiful refresh I was just like oh this is so nice (laughs) everything was great I was like it all works so well together but thank you
1: oh thank you great
0: and so for the listeners um could you go into a little bit about what inspired you to become an artist
1: Mm, okay so for asking these um (laughs) sending me the questions beforehand it's helpful um because you know, as I reflect upon my career and I've been in art, I think I've been, you know, I was born with a pencil, probably (laughs) sketching, you know, in school and, and just sort of, I was extremely shy in elementary school. So I would just um, really hunker down at the, into the crook of my arm and just doodle and sketch during all of, you know, during all of school. So I was extremely, extremely shy. And I I would say that art just sort of was always there with me. Um, But, you know, as a... So my parents were... we, they raised us here in the Bay Area in the uh, late '60s, and um, so my father is an electrical engineer, and so his 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 dream was to have an engineer as a child, which of course I was I did not become, but thankfully my younger brother has. <laughs> but so so on this, um, you know, in school I was on the road to becoming an engineer, and I think. But when art kind of blossomed for me as a potential career choice was when I hit this brick wall in junior college, which was calculus class. And I said, I cannot, you know, I took calculus in high school, but the college level calculus class kind of hit me over the head. And I said, well, I've got to pivot some direction and it was on a um a friend trip to Cal Poly uh, San Luis Obispo when when we were just visiting friends and I passed by this building that said um graphic communications and I said what is that there were printing machines in there and I said what is that they're doing something with art and then that's when my graphic design Curiosity kind of built up, and that's when I pivoted to study graphic design with a concentration in illustration. So, yeah, but I didn't go to Cal Poly. I went to um, San um, San Jose State, and Cal Poly. I was devastated because San uh, Cal Poly um, turned me down, you know, my portfolio review, and I was so devastated. But it just kind of, I think, I think there are also those those kinds of things that's that has happened in my life where where it's just like, okay, well, here's a big failure. What do I do next? And I just like invested in learning and learning and learning. And, and I really just enjoyed, I enjoyed college. Um, and this was before co- computers. So it was like, everything was hands-on and I just was digging it. So, yeah. So after um, working gratefully at American Greetings and um, doing hand lettering and then moving into design and working in to- with toy companies and like doing product marketing and, and uh, package design and that sort of thing, um, I would always inject illustration into my design work. And I knew that somewhere down the line, and especially, so I raised, so we raised our kids, I it was a stay-at-home mom. So as the time in the day grew larger, I thought to myself, you know, there's, a, there's more time to, to focus on illustration. So I really didn't focus on illustration until the kids were, were um, pretty old. <laughs> and then, and then in tw- I would say in 2011, when my mother passed away, I think that's when I really self in like, like self-reflected and said, what do I really want to do? And that's when I focus I pivoted to um, illustration and trying to really build an illustration portfolio and, and go from there. So, yeah, that so 2011 was when I really invested in what was my medium, how was I going to get my stuff out there, building a portfolio, building some sort of social media presence and and at the time I think it was um um participating in illustrationfriday.com I don't know if anyone remembers that but um Penelope Dillahan, I think she she um started it and it was a prompt every Friday and we could you know show our artwork if we had a blog so I created a blog and that was how like one of your questions was who who really helped on the journey and back then it was Vanessa Brantley Newton, who would comment oh. on my blog posts. And I was like, who is this lovely woman and come to find out she's just this legend and who is still just such such a dear friend. And I just love her to be. meet people along the way. And you just go, wow. <laughs> and they, and all these little nuggets kind of help you build your confidence. Cause a lot of this is like, you know, you're swimming in the unknown, like, is the work any good, and the insecurities bubble up, and then you just go, you know, show me a sign, I don't know, and, and I just, I take those little, little cues, and just go, wow, you know, it it just keeps you going, it's just amazing, and then, so then for um, writing, so then write, moving into writing, though, um, I would say after at, at about 2016, I I was looking at my um, my career stuff here, and and I had illustrated um, probably about five or six books by then, and 2016 was when um, my agent at the time we actually we signed on for like another six books, so it was crazy busy illustrating, and I I loved illustrating these books I mean I just love the manuscripts and the publishers but I started feeling like I wanted to do the whole package I mean I've always been a kids book fan picture books were like like I said as a shy shy kid like my best friends were like corduroy I mean corduroy was my absolute favorite um I just would find myself in books and so so I thought why not try and see if I can write <laughs> and I've always liked writing but I've not ever thought of myself as a writer um so that's when I really like I said I I kind of I kind of like keep um kind of like moving in my life as like a sponge I love to learn and like pour into books and podcasts and and like all the stuff and especially the internet you can like dig in dig really deep into holes right but um, so I started thinking I really need to learn about writing the craft of writing so that's when I really leaned heavily into like the SCBWI, the Storyteller Academy. just I started putting some work out there um, to to potentially get a mentorship through the um through like the SCBWI Nevada region. They have like a biannual um mentorship program. And I was so lucky to get one in 2018. Oh. So I was mentored for six months with Christine. Um I don't know how to pronounce her name, I think it was Bragno from Chronicle Books at the time. She's not there anymore. Um, but it. You know those things, and then oh, and then I, I in I'm looking at them in 2018, um, I submitted a piece of um, a, a work, a piece of work, to um, the Rutgers one-on-one uh, conference, and so that was chosen uh, to to attend there, and that was just amazing in New Jersey, and and I was able to meet with them clarissa wong an editor there um you know amazing editor yeah Um, he really helped encourage um the book that became um the one that was um bought so yeah so you know there i i just feel like the journey has been just um looking for um more content to like devour (laughs) I kind of am like that and then when I when that when I write then everything else just everything just like spills onto the page like a big giant like my friends say I write in a kitchen sink kind of way where I throw everything at it (laughs) and then I have to like pull stuff out (laughs) so yeah so that's kind of what's been happening Mm -hmm. wow
0: that's amazing shirley like you know that the one that you got your contract for author how did you know that was the one because i mean we write a lot of like in my case maybe it's just me but i write a lot of bad stories they're just not that good and it's just to work up to know that that was the one for you because it's different for every author illustrator so i'm just curious how you
1: do what you do oh you're so sweet um i I tend to really, I think it's from the design part of me. I tend to think of the concept first. Mm -hmm. um, And I really, really, really try to come up with um, something that I really particularly care about. And so this story was the first concept of a story um, was back in 2016. And so that was like a little nugget. And I just jotted it down. and, um, And I realized I didn't write anything until like 2018, where I started like, thinking maybe this is like a kernel of a story to start drafting and and by then so 2016 um I was really really busy with illustrations. illustration so a lot of it was just trying to figure out how to write you know trying to figure out what the story was going to be what the arc was going to be I knew the place and the concept I just didn't know what the story was going to be so I don't know if that makes sense but it was I knew the character The and the setting, and and (laughs) I just didn't know what her story was going to say. Um, so there was a lot of like, there were so many drafts, so many dummies, so many um iterations. And I would, I would say that I, I just so, so to be so to start with, the 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 biggest thing for me is the concept and the heart Mm -hmm. of the story. Do everything that <laughs> i'll try everything so like you know there's the um you know the hero's journey there's the circular arc you know, the circle right and then there's like different story story um what do you call it craft um uh books and and uh, not cheat sheets but like charts and graphs and things like that so i'll try these things with with the stories and then i'll do some of these um what do you call it? Like brainstorming where you do like the, the little circles and then you, you like extrapolate out from the character, like um, that sort of thing. So I'll do a bunch of those things. And then I have a huge folder um, that I've saved through the years of different webinars and talks and um, just like little motivational um, sayings and what do you call it? Craft tips from like incredible, you know, people that I've been able to like glean from. And I, and I take these things and I throw them in a big folder and I just, I just keep looking. I look at them as I start each like story idea, because, you know, there are things about kids books that uh, through the years, you know, I realize I'm, I'm, just a person trying to tell a story that that I love, but it it has to be a story that a child will love, right? I mean, that's the that's the goal is the the goal is for the 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 recipient, the person, you know, the the little the little reader to find something in that story that they can, you know, like I, I always think about um hugging my books as a kid I would hug them because they're like little friends you know and and those are the kinds of um connections that I want for my stories it's not and so I have to take away the layer that is my um what do you call it my ego and think about the end the end user right does that make sense Yeah, it does. It totally does.
0: Because there's. I was talking to, um, well, I interviewed uh, one of the regional uh, advisors for my um, area for the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, and she mentioned, don't be too precious with your words. She says, they're just words. They're not like your actual Mm -hmm. children. I mean, they do seem like they're your children, but they're words. And Mm -hmm. and the story will go through, um, even when you submit it, it's going to go through revisions and drafts And your editor will be able to see you know
1: what's really going on and what will help improve the story so it's like a team project and in fact so you know um so for the book that was sold this early this year um i'm 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 awaiting editorial notes so i'm keeping my you know editorial notes through through all the many you know, things that I've read, you know, people are very scared of them and, you know, worry about them. And I do, you know, of course I will, I will worry about them and think, you know, and, and, and await them nervously. But at the same time, I realize they're just, they are there to kind of help craft as a team, the best book that it can be. So I'm looking at it from those, that, those, that lens, because I truly just want this book to be like, the best it can be I'm so excited about it because you know from a design perspective too I can't wait to you know work with the art director and you know all the paper and all that good stuff if I can you know (laughs) so but and and working with an editor to help craft the best words and the best story I mean that's super exciting I'm so excited so yeah yeah
0: Amazing! And now I have a question for you. I'm sorry, it wasn't in my original notes. I've kind of set aside the questions because I'm just no so like fascinated with everything you're saying. So how do? You, because like I, I finally, you know, I, I sent, I got my dummy, I got my story, I sent it to my agent. But there was like, I don't know. There's a part of how do you know? Like I don't even know at this point. Like should I? You know, how did you know it was ready to go to your agent to then? Can you, was it like, was there the heavens open up? Did you like, I don't know. Do you get that feeling or glow? I don't know. I would like to, some clarity because I I felt like I could have gotten more passes, but it was like, I felt like, I don't know. I just, I had felt like I had to let it go.
1: Yeah, no. And you know what? I think that's a good way to assess it. I think, I think, you know, one of your questions I just have to like say is that I thought was really great was. One of the things well, one of your questions, all of your question questions were great. But the one question that stuck with me was, you know, if you could, you know talk to the person way back when about starting this art journey and stuff, I think what advice would you give? And one of the things that I, I feel is important is to, to learn how to really trust your gut, like really learn um, to lean into feeling good about your decision making. And your timing and and that's hard to do right because there's (laughs) so many question marks um and like you say with with um submitting dummies i so for specifically for for the book um down through up um it was the story that i submitted to joan when i submitted to to find an agent so she is so she resonated with it and she offered representation so i was so, super super stoked that that story resonated with her and so we worked on it and we submitted it and i'm looking at the the timing so okay so 2016 was my nugget of an idea 2018 was my first draft 2020 was when i did about six dummies and a ton of revisions and then we submitted it so may of 2020 and then um we received all passes, right? So so then the following year, um, I did three more dummies, like three completely different story ideas, different ways to craft this thing and more revisions. And then we submitted it in September of 2021. And then we got the offer in January of this year. So it's been out. It's, <laughs> you know, it's been through a lot of iterations. and And I would say for my process now I have to get to a point where I I feel strong about the story arc and the ending that enough to share it with Joan and I usually usually will send um the manuscript and also a little dummy with it especially if it's a new story and then um and then just you know cross everything that there's something decent in there
0: <laughs> you know, i'm sure it is because you're you're firing on all cylinders to get it to you know to it, it really helps your honesty saying like hey it, it started from this nugget and then like literally this timeline of oh, yeah. years that it took you to get there and what was that feeling how did it happen oh. like i'm just curious like
1: did they email you call you i don't know it's like oh it's it's like you know you you continually dream you will get back you know the call and so um i always start my days in the morning walking and so i was in the garage just getting into my car to go pick up my in-laws groceries cuz like through the through the pandemic i we've been picking up their groceries the whole time and um so i was just backing out and you know i see my phone's ringing and it was joan and she she said, so I was just wanting to talk to you about um, something, you know, the two, the story and blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, which story? And and it turns out that at the time, um, two of my stories were on submission. So I, you know, didn't know. And so she, she goes, okay, so I just want to know, to let you know, you got an offer, you know. So, so it was, you know, tears and lots of tears and lots of like, I can't believe this is real. You know, (laughs) it was wonderful. So I literally, literally just sat in my car crying and then, (laughs) and then texted her later and said, was that real? Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh, that's fantastic. Well, I I can't wait for it in 2024. It will will be out and then um, be available for purchase and I can't wait to get a copy of it. I know it's going to be gorgeous because it's like you're such a, well, your design, like you said, I was like, she could probably just deliver the whole thing done. (laughs) Because she's got this graphic design background and the hand lettering and stuff. So I was like, oh, she could have a lot of fun with this. Like it would have your, you know, your fingerprints all throughout it. I think that's amazing. That'll be, it'll be a beautiful book
1: thank you i hope so i will i will be working really hard and you know it's it's going to be a um, it's actually the story um came because it was sort of in honor of my mother and i think a lot of it comes from my my love of my mom and i think she truly was my best friend or is my best friend and um and she passed when she was in her 70s which i feel is too young and i know that that's you know, older, but for me, it was too young. And so we just, yeah, we had a wonderful relationship and it's just, uh, it's sort of my ode to her and our families. So, yeah. And Nancy, you're making me tear up. <laughs> it's
0: beautiful. I just go like, I can't wait to read it. I'll probably be like, you know, because oh. picture books do that. I have picture books that they I read do. to my students and I'll get a little bit like you know, I wasn't expecting it, guys. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's a beautiful book. Um, but yeah, oh, that, no, that's no. amazing that it's such a personal story. And so it'll be so unique to you and your family. And I think oh, that's But God. the theme will resonate with their uh, mother. But on a note of, um, for the listeners, the reason why I know Shirley is because of October, um, you are the creator of that. Um, it happens, uh, for those of you are listening, it's a great art auction that goes to uh, charitable organizations that surely um, Shirley, um has uh, curated on her website, and so um, artists from around the globe, I believe, uh, participate in this event. Um, We donate a piece of artwork, um, whether it's an original or print. Sometimes it's even people who are doing um, uh, critiques of uh, manuscripts because they're agents or editors, Um, but yeah, it was like uh, such a wonderful um, thing to be a part of, Shirley. Thank you so much for Having allowing me to be
1: part of it oh my goodness thank you I mean all of it, it it is a group you know group hug I mean to the world because I swear it it's it's because of all of you the generosity of all the artists through the years it's that it's that it's helped so many I'm just I'm just super thrilled that in three years it's it's helped so many entities and and you know sitting behind the scenes um I hear of you know certain connections that are made and you know how the art resonates with the person that got it and and other things that the artists do or the or the participants do and it's just the most positive generous thing to witness it's it's really been um it gave it's been giving me so much back it it gives sort of like this um restoring faith in humanity you know just so because there's so much positivity and even though Instagram is so challenging um and it is a flurry of activity it's a flurry of really kind of I think fun stuff you know in the entire month of October it feels fun from my perspective
0: (laughs) it was I I felt like it was so um it just yeah it's such a positive way to give back with your artwork it's something that we all love to do and then to know like it's going directly to a charitable organization it was genius so like how did you come up with this idea I was like where
1: where did she get this idea from instigation or the impetus for me to start the thing was the fact that I was extremely stressed and extremely um like anxious at the time and that was because it it we had let's see I started it in um August yeah August of 2020 is the first time I said to myself, I've got to do something or I'm gonna go nuts because we we're in the middle of the pandemic and the smoke from the wildfires were happening. And this was the um in the Bay Area, this it was called the CZU lightning complex. Lightning strike complex fires. And these fires were in the San, Santa Cruz Mountains in the Sam, like San Mateo County, I believe. And, anyways, my sister in law and her firefighter fiance at the time had a home, had a home in Boulder Creek, and it was being threatened. And so, for when the fire, when the lightning strike struck the area, a lot of the smoke will come down towards the peninsula so we're affected by it as well as the the pandemic so we're like dealing with smoke and covid and you know masks and everything it was extremely stressful anyways they lost their home and so that was the beginning of i've got to do something um and what can i do and one two of the entities that i looked at as um inspiration for how to deal how to come up with something was um kelly light back in i think it was 2010 i'm not maybe i'm wrong kelly light created ripple ripple sketches and it was um in response to the gulf the gulf uh water you know the oil oil spill that happened in the gulf and it killed a bunch of birds um and it was devastating the wildlife there so she created an online um art auction or an art buying um, kind of participation thing on her blog, and so I was like, "Oh wow, you know, I submitted something and someone bought it for ten dollars, and then, you know, they donated the money towards you know helping the the um, the people uh, or the birds." And so Kelly was one, and then another entity that ha- is happening right now is another Instagram. Um, I think it's called Art oh gosh, art. I'll look it up as we are talking. Um, it's art for action or something like that. I'll, I'll look this up because I know exactly what it is. And so I modeled, kind of modeled it after those two. I asked for permission from both of them and they're like, yeah, go, go for it and see what comes of it. And so with those things, I... You know, wanted to do something that wasn't going to cost me a whole lot of money from the back end, um, and also be a, a very transparent way of seeing that money is is um, going directly to the entities. So yeah, and then the um, a couple of years ago, I just started feeling very. Um, there's well, there's a story of mine as well that I feel, feel was am very very. What do you call it? Um, care very much about, it. and it, it has to do with um, the underwater creatures, especially the yeah. the, um, the especially the the life in the in the waters um, and the Great Barrier Reef and the coral reef and that sort of thing. So I sort of have like in the past two years added that as part of it as well. So yeah, it's just it's been a great way for me to uh, you know kind of. You know, just sort of pour my anxiety and stress into something good that potentially might be good, you know. And and so it's been, it's had some really nice, um, um, what do you call it, benefits? It, not benefits, but you know, great things that come from it. So.
0: I was honored to even be, uh, you know, able oh to participate gosh. and it's like yeah. you get, oh I was my. like seriously uh, no I was like looking at these names I was like oh my goodness oh my goodness these are like amazing illustrators uh, accomplished authors editors agents I was like wow and then to know that it's doing some actual positive good it was and then the person who bought my work they messaged me and said you know it just it, it was all around a feel good thing I was like I, I just and- really loved it and so with everything that you're doing you're doing that and you're author illustrator and then you're illustrating other people's books and you're you know you're designing like how do you do all that do you have any tips for work-life balance I'm like, <laughs> um,
1: oh and also I just wanted to credit oh, Lisa yeah. Solomon with um, and it's the Insta- Instagram account at artists artists take action and so she does a thing every month with different artists so have a look at that but um um, I have I have actually have not been doing much design I used to do a lot of production and design for design clients so I haven't been doing much of that as much anymore um but writing and illustrating it's just I've you know, the kids are grown, they're, you know, one's graduating from college the other one that graduated last year. So yeah, I'm we're getting to the the phase where, you know, this is my full-time job and and um I'm loving it. And you know, I tend to I've I've realized that my my rest and downtime, I usually spend it on um like investigating podcasts and like learning about things and craft and, and digging into storytelling. I mean, right now it's all about story arcs and like even screenwriting and stuff like that. So I'm just really uh, like, I dig story and I'm just trying to understand it better, you know, and, and try and like really make stories that resonate with um, people that will not you know, that will last for a while. You know, I really want them to last a long time and, and mean something to people. So that's my goal. (laughs) So, yeah. And so tips wise, you know, I, my biggest tip I would say is to, um, you know, really dig what you dig. I mean, I, I said this recently at a, in a, at a conference and I was like, just really, um, invest in yourself. Like if you really light up about something, a topic, um, plants or, you know, or animals or, you know, the clouds or geese. I mean, I love geese. So, you know, if you really dig something, you know, dig deeper and, and try and get to the why, get to why you love them. And what can you do to, you know, share that love, in a story somehow, you know, I, I think about, um, why am I doing, why am I writing stories and why am I illustrating them? And it's just, I, I find so much joy in, uh, and comfort in, um, the craft of things, um, doing things handmade. I just, there's something about, I think it alleviates my stress. It calms me down. Um, I, when I see something come, like, it's not really the end product, it's really the process. And I think the process um, um, helps keep me even. I don't know. I I don't know if that makes sense. But I I start my day with walks to try and like clear my brain. And then, (laughs) but I also listen to a lot of things. And then um, when I'm writing, I really try to just um, you know, get to the heart of things. And it, it's, it's really joyful. I love it. I don't know why it just is. So I'm very lucky, knock on wood. Um, I have a really amazing husband and family, my kids, I have like incredible support. Um, it's financially, I would say design pays better. I must be honest than illustration. So it is a really challenging thing to make a living in illustration. Um, I'm still figuring it out. I mean, to be very honest, it's it's a very um uh I think there's a big chunk of luck in it. There's a big, you know, I know everyone works hard in it. Um and, and but it is I think with the challenges of the pandemic and the way the publishing houses are now um you know, there's merging and strikes and you know, all these different challenges um that have been put put onto these, you know these. Um, I, I don't want to say gateways, but you know it is. There's a huge chunk I feel of luck in this industry and uh, to be traditionally published. That I had to learn, I really had to learn. Especially um, at the beginning of la- this past year, I let go of my big dream to be published traditionally. I said. It's something I cannot control. It's something that I will hope for and dream for, but I'm not gonna put that pressure on myself to say I have to, you know? So I have to um, approach my work and my projects in a lesser intensity, because I think I was driving myself kind of crazy. And you can kind of get crazy, especially if you're on social media and you're comparing yourself to other people. Um, And that's the other part of it, is that I'm trying to definitely wean myself off of um, platforms. I I haven't been on Facebook for many years. Twitter has become so crazy. Um, um, And I was on Twitter when it first started. It was part of my design. Uh, When I was working at a design firm, we were beta testers. So, I mean, I've been an old school Twitter person. Yeah, so it's, and it was, frankly, there were so many awesome things about it, about Twitter. Um, So now I'm trying to like, you know, really balance my uh, social media time and my downtime and my work time so that I just don't go crazy. <laughs> and this past summer, I was so grateful. I we I finally started swimming again. I had stopped swimming because of COVID, and I had acquired a, a an um, autoimmune um, disease. Um, it's it's sort of like you know it's calming down. I'm feeling that I can figure this out. You know, with with my um, health and ex- my exercise and mental stuff. Um, but this past summer, I was able to swim again, and I swear I was just, the, it was in the best, the best physical mental state. <laughs> so I'm hoping for another good swim, swim summer <laughs> coming up in 2023. Yeah.
0: Well, Shirley, thank you so much for sharing all of this with me and the audience. Um, sure. It's such a great I learned a ton. i just okay. and it makes <laughs> and it also reassures me because like I went through a lot of anxiety, like for the same reasons that you mentioned. And I finally had to kind of like mm. tell myself, well, do I love what I'm doing? And if, if I mm. less have to get this, I guess so to speak, carrot, you know, the oh, this goal or whatever, this lofty goal. Mm-hmm. Like I just said, I'm just gonna love what I do because then if it doesn't work out. I'll still have loved what I did. (laughs) So I'm still proud of it. So I I kind of, yeah, but it's such great sage advice. I really appreciate
1: your time. I know you are super busy and thank you. No, I'm, I'm truly honored. Thank you, Nancy. It was a joy to talk with you. And thank you again for your generosity with October. I'm so happy about that, that you, you know, you felt it worth, worthwhile too. So thank you.
0: Oh, and because this is a podcast, where can people go to see your work oh. or learn more about October or any of the other great things that
1: we just spoke about? Oh, sure. Um, my website's probably the easiest. So it's Shirleyingbenitez.com. And I'm cu- just currently um, on Instagram and Twitter oh, and post at oh. Shirley's Illows. So it's at Shirley's Illows. And I think that's it. Yeah. So great. thank you.
0: Thank you. Well, Everybody, thank you for listening to My Creative Life. Bye. Bye.